Hello and welcome to Sean and Dave Make Music. This month, we're excited to present what we created with the singer-songwriter and guitarist of the Jordan Gillis band, Jordan Gillis. He drove up from Baltimore to collaborate with us, so Jordan, thank you for making the trip. We appreciate it, and we had a blast making this episode. We did some improvising and recorded a version of one of his reggae songs. Uh, then we sat down and talked about his musical path and motivations. Before we get into the interview, though, let's take a listen to a solo track of Jordan's. This is Don't You Ever from his 2018 EP, 1000 Miles Acoustic. Don't you ever, ever think of me 
head Don't be good you So what am I gonna do Without you the same melody in my head for like weeks and I won't get tired of it for some reason it's, <laughs> most people are like I can't stand having that stuck in my head I don't know I'll have something stuck in my head for weeks yeah no it's um actually I noticed that just try to keep one, stay two. pretty close to that one okay one two one two yeah one two there we go um yeah, when I'm driving, listening to podcasts has actually been a nice thing that I I don't end up right. <laughs> humming. This, you're like, if there's if there's conversation going on in the background, they'll clue into that, and I'll, I won't be like singing in a circle. Over right, and over. Right. Yeah. I feel like po- listening to podcasts makes it worse for me because I listen to fewer songs to clear out whatever's in my head. So like, since I don't listen to music as often as I used to, if that one little melody or more often than not fragment of like a melody yeah, gets yeah, stuck in piece. my head on loop it's yeah. just there forever yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's i find a lot of times i end up doing um like i'll just go around the circle of fifths a bunch like so like, in your head in my <laughs> head yeah it's not like i'm trying to but just like it'll be a snippet like buddy da buddy da buddy da buddy da buddy da buddy da 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 buddy da you know like just round it off and go around again for some reason that makes sense for you i can picture you just walking around or driving around all day with circle fifths going on that's also like if i if i see a concert and they're playing like bach like bach Bach is lovely music, but like most of the time, it's like I'll be interested for the first two minutes, and after that, I'm just like, okay, we're going around the circle of fifths now. I'm just like, you're like yeah. in here, he just sequences through chords, and it's lovely, and I certainly couldn't lay that down like right off the top of my head, but like in my head, it just once it's like we're on the merry-go-round, then I check out. It's like, yeah, right, right, right. I'll clue back in <laughs> once we get off the merry-go-round. <laughs> That's funny. That's cool. So, um. Should we could either just go into we we just had a talking segment that kind of made sense. Oh yeah, and we're already recording, so we could just keep going. But I already interrupted it, so I'll do a little <laughs> intro. We like to just kind of ask as few questions as we need to. If we can just have a conversation, that's that's the ideal thing, I think. Um, I do have several questions right down r- written down. There are things that I'll want to hit. Okay. Um, and we'll want to talk about the things that we avoided talking about earlier. All right. So. Sweet. Hello and welcome to Sean and Dave Make Music. This month we've got uh, singer, songwriter, guitarist, vocalist, bassist, Jordan Gillis. Happy to be here. Thank you for yeah. joining us. Just made some uh, music. We played one of his tunes and made up a couple things together, which we'll, you'll hear today. And um, so I wanted to start off with kind of how we got introduced to each other, which was through somebody else who we didn't know. Right. Um, this is the first time that this has happened on our podcast. Where someone, uh, your booking agent or your rep? She's for- my, um, uh, reason I was looking for a publicist. Mm-hmm. And she's more of like an assistant kind of publicist. Okay. And basically, she just will, does kind of reaches out to people on my behalf in general. Mm-hmm. Like, so As far as like she's, booking gigs and stuff too? or um, mo- Actually, kind of not too much booking stuff. gigs. I'm already playing gigs. She does a little, she's, she does that too though. And she's done that a little bit as well, but... Mostly she just spends, she just, um, yeah, she just looks out for, she's gotten me on TV though. like Promo when, stuff. Yeah, just, she just reaches out to people because a lot of it is just reaching out to people. You don't have to yeah. be like this big old publicist with a, you know, big old name behind you. You just need somebody, you just need to put in time reaching out, just doing it. Yeah. And when you play music for a living, you don't want to do that and it, because it completely takes you out of the creativity of music. Preaching to the choir. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I was doing that myself. I, I know how to book gigs and all that. But I got tired of doing it, and since I'm established with booking gigs, I'm like, 
all right, I need to be reaching for bigger things. Absolutely. But I don't need to be the one doing it because I don't have time for that. I need to be writing songs, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. well, what was her name? Let's give her a Brittany, shout out. Brittany, Brittany Lewis. Brittany. Yeah. She's yeah. really good. She's got me on TV. Um, awesome. She's really, uh, yeah, really and great how, person how to work with. How did you get hooked up with her? How did that um, happen? It was, a, it was a little forum about called I Need a Publicist. Okay. And a couple of people reached out to me and all of them were charging like some insane amount. And her amount was the only amount that was reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I've since given her a raise because she's really good and she works hard at what she's doing. And so, yeah, for any musicians that are, or anybody in that kind of world that need help, she's definitely got some, I think got some time for some musicians or she can, her, she's actually set up a company now where she has other people that'll, that can reach out for other people. So yeah, she's somebody good to, um, for musicians, especially who are trying to reach the next point but don't want to be dragged out of the creative element mm-hmm. that they're supposed to be in yeah that's um, the struggle that i've been yeah. kind of working with this past year i've been i've reached out to you know some managers and agents and had some feedback and haven't you know been picked up by anybody the next thing i was thinking about doing was just posting a posting an ad on zip recruiter or one of those sites and say i'm looking for help with management booking and things like that um so that's interesting that that it came from like a a forum like you said like a showcase basically yeah, was, you played it was, and it was basically no there's forum on Facebook called I oh. need a publicist oh, okay. I just put up a little ads and hey oh, I need a gotcha. publicist to help me and a whole bunch of people contacted me all of them a lot of them didn't say what they really were going to do and their prices were you know Outrageous. but the way she does it it yeah the way she does it is she'll write out at the end of the week she'll write out everything that she did so you know everything that she did sweet she'll send you a report of everything so it's like super easy to work with so i could definitely recommend her to any other musicians and she's gotten a lot of experience from working with me so you'll get an even better version I'm of sure. her than i start with <laughs> because she's learned a lot since she started with me so you know um yeah so awesome. i can definitely tell you that yeah nice. she's good cool. So, I mean, you're based out of Baltimore, is yeah, your Baltimore. home base? Yeah. So, um, why don't you talk a little bit about, like, what your different projects are right now that you play in? Okay. Yeah. So, mo- so um, I used to be in, like, five different bands, and then I had two bands, and then I decided to end that band. Um, and now I'm just doing, focusing on one band. I still play with other people when they need it, but most the Jordan Gillis band, Jordan right? Gillis yep. band. And um, I play solo as well as a full band. I prefer to play full band, but I've done a lot of solo gigs and stuff like that as well. And, um, yeah, I'm just trying to get my own music out there. Um, the goal of Jordan Gillis band, you know, I play for music for a living, so I get paid to just play, you know, bars and clubs and things like that. And, of course, that involves doing other people's music a little bit, and I'm trying to work my way out of that. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm using those gigs to kind of trying to take as much advantage of those as i can by selling merch and promoting myself while i'm at those gigs but the goal is to not be playing those you know to be doing just original music yeah exactly we were talking a little bit about that before like our my teaching subsidizes the creative endeavors that i yeah (laughs) yeah i have and eventually hopefully we'll make money off of the music that we want to make. Yeah, yep. that way I don't have to play Wagon Wheel anymore. I don't have to play, uh, <laughs> yep. you know, don't have, you know, don't have to hear the uh, Freebird jokes anymore. Mm-hmm. So like every gig, right? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so done, done with that. You know, trying to get Actually, out of that. Here's the fun. Know. What are the two songs that you most loathe having to play on those gigs, but that you know you got to? Like, what are the um, the regular rotation? So I feel like every bar band gig that you do, or yeah, there's the staples. <laughs> Probably, for me, I don't know why, but probably this. Um, I play this Sublime song that I hate. The um, um, yeah, the the what I, can, I got, what I yeah, got, what I got. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, it's <laughs> Everybody loves it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and that one, uh, one, and then um, what else um, do I hate doing? Um, um probably uh, I don't hate Wagon Wheel as much. It's a really bad day when nobody reacts to Wagon Wheel. I'm like, ah, oh, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Um, I don't think about the second song I hate doing. But well, I love thinking about things I hate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but, if you wanted to flip it, was there one that you enjoy doing that you're like, huh, um, I always mine something new out of it, surprisingly. Yeah, um, yeah, well, as far I guess another song. Oh, let's see if I can find a song I hate. In the, um, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it would be like... Um, um, Three Little Birds by Bob Marley, which always goes over really well. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I like love Bob Marley, Bob Marley, but, but like it's repetitive. And yeah, it's, yeah, 
I just don't get how people don't get tired of that song when it's just like it's really just a verse and a chorus and just over and over again three little chords yeah yeah in my progress yeah exactly exactly that's all it is. yeah yeah that's a good one i should do i should do that they wouldn't even notice <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. That in there. so the songs i like playing i like playing um um if just i mean as far as cover songs i like to cover um i right now i like covering a song by um it's called um, Sideways by Citizen Cope. And it's like that. a, he's like a guy, he's from D.C. His song okay. like is semi-popular, but people in Maryland tend to know it because the guy's from Maryland. Oh, gotcha. And cool. he was like, his song was on Scrubs, you know, the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, so it's like a semi-popular you know, popular song. And so I got the idea. I actually was at a um, concert, which I don't go to a lot of concerts for a guy that plays music for a living, but... Um, I ended up going to um, see, um, it was like Steve Vai and mm-hmm. Zach Wild, and I think Zach Wild played that a cover of that song. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Zach Wild is very interesting to watch. He just walks around for 20 minutes with the guitar behind his head, and that's like his whole show. Like, or at least that's what it was, and he just literally walks, there's like 20 minutes of him doing that stunt, which I do that stunt too, but I, I do it a lot, but not for 20 whole minutes straight. Yeah. He just literally just walking. <laughs> It loses the effect if you linger there too yeah. long. And then, <laughs> and then, unfortunately, after that, Ingve Malmsteen came on it right after that. So it was just more yeah, shredding. Just noodling to the, yeah. the max. Yeah. So that, that, I, I respect all those guys. I like all those guys a lot that we were, were there. But um, anyway, I saw him cover that song. And so mm-hmm. I got the idea to cover it. I'm like, oh, he covered that song. And that was in New York. Then I saw him cover it. So oh. excited cool. to cover that one. So that one's right now. I like covering that a lot. Very cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Uh, another one I like covering is Sunny. By Bobby Hebb. And I actually have to go. This bicycle company in Oregon used my cover of the song, Sunny, for their commercial and didn't oh, even cool. tell um, didn't even oh, they tell didn't me. tell you that? Oh, okay. They just tagged me in it. And oh. then, <laughs> like, after they used it. and then, That's some golf. And the bad thing about it is, is, one, it was, like, when I first started. And it's a really bad version of what I can do. Mm-hmm. And then, they to make it fit, they cut it up Ugh, so yeah. they cut it up and then there's this giant key change that shouldn't be there Ugh. so they really even made it worse but they love it i guess because they use it for their bicycle commercial <laughs> so it's so just what like do you this... gotta do you gotta get the get your lawyers on them or yeah, what i don't know i, I i've been meaning to figure that out that's i've good, had so many things i've done least, nothing right? about it i know yeah. i should get a free bike it's a good yeah. idea yeah. At the very least well i was gonna say and then the second you go after them then who was it that wrote that originally because then you're gonna have to pay them royalties it was bob it was bobby hebb Bobby Hebb okay. wrote Bobby it. Hebb. Yeah. I, got, I don't know that song, so I gotta yeah, look it up. Yeah, it but, goes, yeah. Sunny, yesterday my life was filled with rain. Sunny. Is this from like the 70s or no? Smart at me. Yeah, it's from the 70s. Oh, okay. And then a lot of jazz guys tend to do a, uh, tend to do a, uh, uh, instrumental version of it. Oh, okay. So if you go to Bert, like they people in Berkeley play it like crazy, like they just <laughs> play that song, like that's just this go-to like jam song. Yeah, yeah. They'll play. Berkeley standard. Yeah, it is. It is. It really is. First up today, we've got the first piece that we improvised together. Jordan is on acoustic guitar for this one. I'm on flute, and Dave's on djembe.
Let's talk a little bit about your influences in general. I know they're vast, uh, you know, and what what uh, what was your earliest kind of significant musical experience that that got you hooked? Where would you start out on singing or I started guitar? out on guitar, guitar, and um, the first uh, when I decided I wanted to play guitar um, and get and just be serious about it was um, when I saw, actually, Crossroads, the movie with, you know, Steve Vai and Ralph Macchio. Okay, I've never seen that. No, I haven't seen it. Okay, so basically, it's it's Karate Kid, but guitar. You know, it's a guitar (laughs) version of Karate Kid. I've got to see this. So um, Steve Vai is, like, the Miyagi character? No, no, no. No, No, there's this old, uh, this, like, old black dude. He's, like, Miyagi. Uh, He plays harmonica. And um, basically, he had sold his soul to the devil, and anyway, Ralph Macchio has to, because it's called Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, um, so he has to go get this guy's soul back. But the guy, the, his sensei is the guy who actually sold his soul to the devil. Anyway, so he goes and has to duel Satan's henchman, which is Steve Vai. <laughs> um, Satan is this guy, just some guy in a suit, but Steve Vai is like his his guy. Yeah. yeah. At least I think I, ho- I think I'm getting this story right. And uh, basically, Steve Vai is the bad guy. And even though Steve Vai loses the duel, of course, they get into a guitar duel. Even though he loses it, um, he, Steve Vai was just way more impressive. Like, I had something about the way he played guitar yeah. and just the things he did with the guitar just kind of uh, really, you know, just kind of, like, resonated with me. And I had seen this movie when I was a really little kid, but I didn't rem- I just remember vaguely seeing it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I thought to watch it again when I was, like, 19. And I was like, oh, I got to watch that movie. I remember there was some movie... And I just Googled, like, guitar duel movie or something, and that mm-hmm. came up right up. And then I watched it. And then, Sweet. yeah, and then I Steve Vai. And then I was yeah. watching about how he practices, like, 12, or how he used to practice, oh, yeah. like, 12 hours a day. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to practice, like, 12 hours a day. So is that when <laughs> you started, when you were 19? Yeah, when I was okay, 19, cool. which is relatively late. Relatively yeah. late, yeah. Relatively late. But, yeah, so, I mean, but your chops don't show it. You've got, oh, no, <laughs> you've got some good chops. Um, <laughs> well, the 12 hours a day probably helps. Yeah. Well, after, <laughs> after helps I, in the, in yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah, you can get good really fast, 12 hours a day. And matter of fact, after, like, six months, I was teaching, and I was in bands, and Sweet. doing all the things that, like, now. Yeah. You look like you're a, a very in-shape fellow, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, thank you. How does that affect your performance? I, I can't imagine having the stamina to play the guitar for 12 hours a day. Um, How do you do that? <laughs> yeah, um, just, um, I, I don't know. I've always, I don't exercise too much, but I, my other hobby is, like, doing, like, farm stuff, and that, that keeps okay. me in shape. I bet. So, like, um, growing stuff, things like that. Um, but, yeah, um, you know, guitar and piano is good for your upper body. If you play piano, you notice, like... Mm-hmm. You can feel all your, especially if you have proper stance, you can yeah, feel yeah. all your muscles get an exercise. Like, yeah. if you sit there for an hour, you could feel it, like, you know, in your whole body, like, upper body. So, I think so it does practice, condition your your muscles a little bit. Practice and, good habits and you yeah, better. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I've always been naturally thin or what, for whatever reason and, and uh, you know. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's something uh, yeah. Dave and I are both working on. You, you've <laughs> yeah. got a trainer at this yeah. point. And I'm just trying to be more consistent with exercise yeah. and, and especially building strength in my, my upper body and my, my wrists a little bit and, you know, strengthening all my flute muscles because I'm at the point I can't play for 12 hours a day on the flute, and that's my main instrument. Um, and not that I'm ever going to have a job where I need to either, but <laughs> I'd like to be able to, nice to yeah. play for a few hours and, and not feel drained at well, the I end Well, I like to it, so. say that I don't nowadays. I no, don't no, have no, time I, right. to play 12 hours. Of course. But, yeah, yeah. But, then, but I could if I had the time, yeah, and I, and I don't think it would affect me physically to where I'd be. The only thing that affects me physically is is if I'm playing a lot of bar chords, bar chords especially yeah. on acoustic, probably simple bar chords. So yeah. like even I notice on a gig if I'm playing a really simple song like that Bob Marley song, mm-hmm. and then I'll play maybe another one like that. Then you you can feel that in your wrist a yeah. lot. Yeah. But other than that, like shreddy stuff and yeah, real yeah, fast yeah. stuff and real ripping stuff like that doesn't hurt my fingers at all. It's just those bar annoying <laughs> rip, easy chords. Yeah. <laughs> you know the easy stuff is what damages you. Yeah. Definitely. How about um, vocally? How did you get your start vocal? I really, really love the tone of your voice. Um, nice. How how did that come about? You you seem to talk about yourself more as a guitarist than a vocalist, but I that I think you're you're right there with both. Oh, thank what you. I've heard. I appreciate it. Well, that's the goal, and and that's been my goal is because um, I think for a long time I was a better guitar player than a vocalist, and my vocals are still getting better and um honestly um i'm just starting to get into doing vocal exercises i haven't been doing that very long um 
but I'm just I do so many vocal exercises I can't really? sing like you <laughs> <laughs> well it's just um, you know but then trying to mimic every you know sing others before that it was me trying to mimic the singers as best as I could gotcha. and um, just trying to mimic them as much as I could you know and um, but yeah like uh, vocally I've always um, felt like I was behind the guitar you know on the vocal side but mm-hmm. I, that, I've, that makes me feel really good that you guys uh, yeah. say that and um, I'm who, still who working are some people me. you've like emulated like with um, your voice who are you who in your head are you trying to imitate when you've developed your sound um I'm not really anybody in particular uh, but just any like the songs I covered I've learned a lot from those so like the sure. simple songs I've covered like if I noticed that some guys voices are like right in my range like mm-hmm. a guy like John Mayer for whatever for the reason his voice is right in my range gotcha I'll do like Bruno Mars covers too, and like he's a tenor, I'm a baritone, but yeah. um, I notice that I if I suck in my stomach, I can sound like a tenor. Like if I suck <laughs> in my stomach the whole time, and then I can sound like a tenor, and then I can hit all those same notes when I do that. So sweet, just learning, just stretching my voice a lot, um, you know. And me, I play, with, I sing with my ears. A lot of people sing for muscle memory. I don't, which I think may be a weakness. Hmm. Um, but I sing from my ears, so if, if um, you know, I need to hear what I'm singing, you know. Right. So, uh, you know, so that I can, if I do sing something bad, I correct it, you know. So, but I'm, I need to do more vocal exercises, you know. Certainly helps. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. doing all right. Oh. <laughs> Next up, here's a reggae tune that Jordan had already written but not released yet. We recorded the bones of this song all together live with Jordan on vocals and guitar, me on drums, and Dave on bass. Then I went back and multi-tracked some more percussion, a couple more guitar tracks, and two tenor sax lines. I'm not sure what this one is called, but look for a different studio version of this on the next Jordan Gillis Band release. Won't you help me to overstand? Lord, please, won't you help me to overstand? I've been trying for quite a while, but I failed. I've been trying for quite a while, but I failed. The dumb man thinks him rich, but him in jail. He need for the Lord to pay him bail. Oh, he's been trying for quite a while, but he failed. He's been trying for quite a while, but he failed.
talk a little bit about your songwriting process. Does it start? Uh, does a song usually start with guitar? Does it usually start with written down lyrics? Does it usually start with a melody? How do they come together? Um, usually I'll hear it like I li- literally will. It'll be usually during like a nap or like a sleep. Not like usually like I'll be asleep and I'll hear this melody in my head, and then I'll try to. It, if I'm smart, I'll try to record it. Or you know, because yeah. if I don't, I'll forget it. Mm-hmm. And Voice I've lost level. a lot of good songs <laughs> by not doing that. You know, so I've Sorry. lost probably more good songs than I've written just by not getting there in time and then like what was that I, I thought there was no way I would forget that and then I for totally just could yeah. forgot it yeah so um doing that um pretty much um it's been the main way I've written songs and uh, so it's, melody first and then lyrics or then guitar it's usually yeah some kind of melody first um or sometimes I'll be just fiddling around and then I'll Something that'll stick mm-hmm. to where I really like that, and then yeah, I'll like write when you when you that. were kind of going going finding those grooves with the improvisations, it seemed like that that just flowed out of you really naturally. Like, um, so I, I was kind of I was almost gonna guess. Like, I bet it starts with guitar first, and then you come up with something over so that. A lot, sometimes it does. Uh, sometimes it does start off with like a riff or something on guitar. Um, and the whatever I dream about might be a melody idea, or it might be a um, or it might be a um, riff, you mm-hmm. know. How and about so, lyrics? Where do you get your inspiration for lyrics? Um, just from uh, stuff that happens in in life. Um, you know, I try not to be too like corny. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> like so, like but like stuff that happens in life. So like, and now I realize that I can write a song about anything, and nobody has to get it. And that could be totally vague and just yeah, yeah, yeah. it could be talking about and that, and then somebody else can come up to you. You know that song really meant something to me with the part where you said that and to them it means something completely different yep. but to you that's not what it meant but that's fine because you know if they d- dig it for that reason that's awesome exactly you know? so um yeah lyric wise um it's not too hard for me to come up with lyrics i'd say lyrically i i give myself like a b minus <laughs> like i'm you know there's some people who just write lyrics all the day but mm-hmm. i can write lyrics you know it's kind of yeah. how i feel cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> But it's not like you. It's not like you dream them up and you have to run and get a pen. Yeah, and no, I'm not write like Write down that. this verse. Yeah, I'm not like that. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Um, why do you write music? Why do I write music? I know um, that's a deep question. That's hard, but <laughs> yeah, uh, think about it for a second. I don't. I don't know. Um, um, I don't know. I know that when I first started playing guitar. I played the same four chords over and over again for like six months, and that was uh, what was um, the same overused pop chord progression that they use in music now, which is six, four, one, five. You know, You know that same mm-hmm. yeah. six, four, one, five, which is like every hit song now. But at that time, that progression wasn't as popular. Maybe one, four, five was still the most popular progression. Um, but anyway, I just kept playing it and thought it sounded cool on the guitar, and I just kept playing it. So I guess I just, I can obsess over it, and that's why I can, you know, write the songs, you know, it's just because I can sit there and obsess over it, you know? <laughs> and and what's the what's the payoff? What's the reward for this difficult path that you've chosen? As a full-time musician, uh, you said, uh, I'm not going to have... Uh, non-musical job you suffered through some hard years you said of being broke and and what what's kept you going what's the reward is it is it that feeling on stage is it recording music is it the writing process what's the most most um, rewarding part it's, that keeps it's you definitely going? all it's definitely all those things like uh first of all um and one thing not mentioned is the freedom that you get obviously you know um, being your own boss yeah being your own mm-hmm. boss nobody can really fire you you can just, you know, and nobody can stop you from, you know, playing the, the, the guitar or whatever instrument you play because it's just like, you know, no, you know, <laughs> I can keep playing the guitar and no matter what happens. And the cool thing is, is like, you know, in the world of a musician that's just surviving, you got all the, all these little relationships. You know, you got all your students, you got all your gigs and all those different venues. You got your agents. If you don't like something with this agent, you can say, you know what? forget you it doesn't make you don't make or break me uh yeah. you can say the same thing to a venue you don't you don't like playing it and you can say the same thing to um a bratty student yeah. <laughs> you know so like uh or like a, you know so you could do that with all of those things and so one the freedom 
um, you had the freedom to, you know, none of those relationships make or break you. And that's why with a job, you just have that one relationship with your job. And if yeah, that, that relationship goes bad, then you're screwed, you know. Yeah. So I think musicians have like an advantage um, in that way. You know, we don't we have one. We have all these little relationships and, you know, none of those relationships really can make or break us. You That's know? a really awesome way to think about it. And yeah. I never really thought about it that way. I mean, I, I always have this just like underlying anxiety that my life is going to crumble fall apart we probably yeah. all have that but uh, on some level but but that's a really oh, yeah. cool way to look at things i'm not just relying on my one boss who might fire me fire you for anytime. no reason and if that one job goes toxic your life is going to be hell f- yeah. for a long time yeah. until you get out from under it and yeah. it happens to regular uh, pe- regular people all the time yeah and you never have to left and right yeah you never have to worry about it's like it's like we have a medium anxiety that we have to deal with all the time but they have <laughs> this like it's Pressure. like a 90% chance it won't happen but there's that 10% chance that you'll be totally screwed and that's catastrophic <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. We, we don't have that we just know yeah everything's gonna this be kid pretty good go or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we just have a medium level of anxiety we have to deal with on a consistent basis I guess and you do have to have like the um, the um, tolerance to deal with that kind of anxiety it does Absolutely. cause anxiety you yeah. Know? yeah I think I mean I think about Anyone living in this world, or particularly this country right now, you've got to have a lot of anxiety with, you know, our <laughs> a lot of exis- existential dread. At oh, least definitely. a little bit of that definitely. is always under the surface. So many things that can happen to you. Oh yeah, yeah. especially in this country. Like, oh yeah, this is a dangerous country, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I totally yep. agree with you. Yeah. Uh, what are we? But all those other things you mentioned too um, about music. I love being on the stage, um, and that's another thing that's helped me as I feel like I've become a performer. So I love to like show off and perform, and, and I like to do crazy things on stage. And I'm sure. very comfortable, even though I'm a quiet guy in general. Like when I'm on stage, I'm just like just total, uh, completely comfortable. So give you like your persona almost. To, yeah. yeah, and um, <coughs> there's really, a separation there. Yeah, and I'm yeah. super comfortable on that, and I love doing that. And I know when I'm doing that, that that's what I'm supposed to be doing, and. The songwriting right. too, and yeah. whenever I can listen to a song I wrote, it doesn't even matter if anybody ever listens to it. It's just that this is a song; it's recorded, and it's there forever. Mm-hmm. And nobody this can, wasn't in the world before. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to hear it, and now it is. And it's there forever, and nobody can take that away from you. Totally, it's always going to be out there, and then maybe somebody, you know, a hundred, three hundred years later, listens to it, or yeah. maybe your your great grandson who you never met listens to it like oh wow this is my grandfather or you know yeah. you never know what could happen so or or you could it could become a hit and then tons of people could listen to it you know so either way good yeah. either way exactly. <laughs> it's all great this next tune is the third and final piece we improvised together this one is very relaxed and somewhat atmospheric and it unfolds over about six minutes dave played bass for this one i stayed on flute and jordan played electric guitar
have a favorite genre to listen to like what's your go-to that you know if you're not trying to emulate somebody's voice or learn about songwriting or do any kind of active listening work what do you just relax with what's your favorite thing to throw on um my favorite thing to throw on which is not what i play at all which is a uh, a band uh, is my favorite band is this band called kill switch engage which people okay. don't they're like a melodic metalcore band <laughs> I, i've heard of them i and like won't say i've heard okay. one of their songs but i've heard of them when i start first started playing guitar i just used to listen to them and like I don't know. I still listen to the same album that I used to listen to back when I first started playing. Mm -hmm. And whenever like I listen to that, it just, I don't know, it brings this good feeling that I had listening to the music. So, I've got a noob question. What is melodic metal core? Like, what's the melodic part mean? Is that um, just like so vocals the, instead of screaming? Or, yeah, it's or, got or, the screaming and the heaviness of like, I guess you could say death metal or whatever, okay. or like yeah, thrash yeah. metal. Um, but then it'll switch off to this really positive vibe out of nowhere, and it's like really cool. And most of the bands that play that kind of music are usually positive messages. You okay. Know, that sound bad, but if you listen to the lyrics, like it's it's really positive stuff. So like, cool. so and it was at the time in my life, all the stuff he was singing about was what I needed. Like it's so. There's a song that is called "Let the Bridges Burn," so it's like burn all the bridges, and that's kind of what I needed to do at that time in my life. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, it's, you know, it's about breaking away from me. I grew up in a very, very like kind of 
you know, like you guys all both did too, like a kind of, you know, um, religiously and oh, a specific yeah. religion. And where in my world, um, they would, you know, if you left or you did something wrong, then you were completely cut off. Mm-hmm. And so I had to make the decision to allow that to happen in order to pursue my dreams. And like, sure. So that's that, what happened when you were, how old were you when that happened? That was like 20. 20. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's so, rough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20, I mean, I, I'm sure it's rough when you're younger too, but 20 years of being in that, in that community is yeah, and you're only allowed. Sever, you're, sure. you're only allowed to associate with other people in the same world as you. Yeah. You're not really allowed to make friends with people who are, if your if your parents are good or good Christians in that particular religion. Um, so you're not uh, allowed. Jehovah's to, Witness is that what? what yeah, okay. yeah, I was a Jehovah's Witness. So you're not really allowed to um, associate with other people and all that, um, and uh, who are not Jehovah's Witnesses. You can talk to them, but you're not really supposed to make friends with them. And okay. so by the time you're 20, all your friends are Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. All your uh, family that is there is Jehovah's Witnesses. Even my families are disconnected from each other hmm. uh, that aren't Jehovah's Witnesses. And so. Um, you know, so was it in, in obviously it was a disconnection from a lot of that, but was it also a connection with some of the other people who you weren't able to associate with before, uh, other family um, members? Yeah, and I've like actually, that? yeah, since um, connected with a lot of family that we were disconnected from, um, they came over to my house. We had a cookout, and they came over for the Fourth of July. Those are people who I never would have connected with. That's other, awesome. And, yeah. and they they live in like South Carolina, and they used to live like right like. 15 minutes from us and we never saw them wow. oh, yeah. but now i see them and they live in like south carolina so that's great um yeah that kind of thing so that's a, definitely a big part of my life and i still try not to talk about it only because i don't want to if i shouldn't feel bad about talking about it but i don't want to um you know there's plenty of people in my family still that are in that of course religion sure. who i don't want to bring what they would say bring reproach upon okay. <laughs> is their exact phrasing for mm-hmm. it but bring any you know because um i don't want to be this guy that's just talking negative about the religion even though it did it was a thing i had to overcome and an obstacle for me to get around um you know yeah i mean when you yeah. grow up in in something like that and it's not a choice yeah it's not always it's not for everybody lots yeah. i'm sure it is for some people and yeah, if I mean, it's not your choice, then it's not your choice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can say, like, from my experience growing up with Catholicism, like, right. I was fortunate enough that, like, it wasn't my only community. Like, it was, so, like, I mean, I really feel for you on that. I, I remember it was hard enough when that was just one of my communities that right. I was, you know, but it's that feeling of, yeah, once you don't see eye to eye with all the dogma, and right. you, it's just like, well, you either got to cut all ties pretty much, or, you know, Try yeah. to fit into that or box try to, and yeah, fake it, or exactly. what? Yeah, yeah it's like, just I faked a rough it for spot like a to be year. In. I couldn't keep faking it. I can't. I, yeah. That's got to take a toll. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, I faked it for like a year, and I, you know, but eventually I was like, "All right, I'm out of here," and um, <laughs> you know, and that was rough because my family was extremely disappointed. Mm. Um, but they've gotten over it for the most part, and they they're now they're kind of fans of me, you know, in the sense that they know I play music and. Um, now they've kind of come around, even though they're really not supposed to. <laughs> you know, they're not supposed to actually support what I'm doing, but they kind of do. Um, and so, which is cool, and um, you know that they're coming around and seeing like, you know, no, he's doing some really cool stuff, and you know, so yeah. My, so luckily they're doing that, and um, yeah, hopefully great. they don't hear this interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's anything you want me to cut out, uh, no, no, like, you can keep this. Uh, I just okay. don't want to. Um, I won't send it to them. Okay. Really. We're, we'll send the. The Jehovah's Witness edit to them. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have to hear this part. All right, that's how it works. For our last track of the day, we've got an up-tempo improvisation with me on flute, Jordan on acoustic guitar again, and Dave on percussion.
So then the last thing uh, I'd like to talk about is just what's, what's your dream project? Is there, like, if you, if you close your eyes and picture 10 years, 20 years into the future, where's this, where's this all leading? What's, what's the final end goal? Do you want to be on stage with an orchestra backing you up and a rock band? Or do you want to just keep touring? Do you want to go to Europe? Do you want to, what's, what's the um, goal? Yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely want to push this as far as it'll go. I mean, I right now, you know, I tend to not um, have. I don't have a big end goal. Um, I just have a, the next goal, and the next goal for my music is, I want to be able to tour pretty much and to have at least some like fans, mm-hmm. you know, that are coming out to my shows where I can get from. I don't ever have to play, you know, covers, covers again. Not that I this? hate it that bad. The same time, like playing covers for a living, you know, I'm really, um, you know, grateful that I can play music for a living and support myself playing music and teaching music too. Um, And you have to be grateful, but at the same time, not complacent. So there's a fine line between being grateful for where you are and not complacent about where you are. And um, so the next goal is to not be there, though, is to is to get out of doing the covers, um, you know, all together. So that's my next goal, and so that I don't have to play for money anymore i've learned everything i can learn from playing the cover gigs you know so it's not teaching me anymore those things taught me a lot and they don't teach me anymore so it's time to move on you know totally yeah so uh you you would want to be touring with a band your your four piece yeah i would like to be just touring with my band that's the next goal um to be doing that and have some music out so we're working on some music right now and to be able to promote that and that's really important is to yeah i guess so have uh an album which we're working on right now so i believe we'll be able to release it um before the fall so um, releasing an album and then um, just being able to promote that music. And then the next goal is to be able to tour and to be able to um, do that and, and to start to sustain myself with the touring mm-hmm. and not with the, the cover gigs. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, you, you seem set up well for that. You do your te- Is all your teaching done online at this point? Um, no. Um, a lot of them come to me. Okay. I, there's two. St- I stopped going, traveling to students because I used to do that. And yeah. That got draining, so um, <laughs> now I will only do it if I can group them together and if it's on the way to where I... And I have two students that live close to where I grew up at, and so I'll teach them on Tuesday. I'll travel to them, mm-hmm. and it's literally two students that I still travel to. Um, but beyond that, they either come to me or it's online, which um, I like you know, a lot better because um, you know, online like, gives you so much like, freedom anyway. yeah. to... Um, you know, I could be on tour and still you know giving lessons online you know and so um i've had students that are in um korea i've had students in um mexico and canada and then all over the united states and so like that's the cool thing is like you've got this whole world you can advertise to so guy in korea was a guy who had taken lessons from guys in korea but there was a language barrier because he was actually from america and he also said the korean teachers are very strict he said every single one of them is very strict and (laughs) So he's like, so I just wanted somebody who spoke my language who was kind of, you know, going to be... A little um, more mellow. Yeah, a little bit more mellow. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, but yeah, you meet all kind of people like that and you make great connections, you know, just like anything else, you know. Sure. That's cool. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, where can our listeners find more about you and hear some of your tunes? Mm-hmm. You want to plug your things? Um, they can check out jordangillismusic.com. So, uh, right. We'll Jordan. post the link to, of course. Okay. And then um, there you'll find me on Spotify, on Instagram. Um, um, you, yeah, f- at Jordan Gillis Band is my Instagram. Um, at Jay Gillis Band is my Twitter. Um, and then, um, you know, one of my cover band jokes is you can find me on Christian Mingle and uh, Tinder also. <laughs> okay. I tend to say that in my cover band gigs. And um, but um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, like you could uh, those places, you know, to find my original music. All right, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again for being here. This was a really uh, nice, refreshing, totally different um, episode than we've done. Yeah, it I think it was great. So, Tons yeah. of fun. Awesome. I'm Have glad Brittany reached out. Thank you, Brittany. Yeah, and, and then you, definitely uh, hit uh, Brittany if you want to. Um, you know, if other musicians are listening to this, she's a very great person to work with. So, where is um, she based out of? She's in, um, I, um, I think, uh, North Carolina or South Carolina. I think she's in Beauty the South Internet. Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. I forget. <laughs> um, but um, she's in the Carol- one of those Carolinas. And, you know, so I've never met her in person, you know, but she's good. But that works. what she does. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. So. All right. Well, thanks again. All right. Great.
Thank you so much for listening to Sean and Dave Make Music. If you'd like our show and have an extra five minutes to spare today, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. Please also continue to spread the word with your friends and colleagues if you think they might be interested in what we do. If you have questions or comments or would like to submit a prompt for us to improvise off of, please send us an email at seanandavemakemusic at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Sean and Dave Make Music, write out the word and instead of using the ampersand like in our logo. And don't forget to follow Jordan Gillis and the Jordan Gillis Band. You can find him on Facebook and at jordangillisband.com. We'll be back next month with some more music and another fantastic guest. See you then. Thank you.